I'm George, and I'm here with... You friendly neighborhood handbone. No, that doesn't sound awesome. You're still just friendly neighborhood. You know who else is friendly neighborhood? Spider-Man. And Spider-Man's really lame. Spider-Man's not lame. Spider-Man is so lame. Spider-Man is absolutely not lame. On the level of, of 1 to 10 of Marvel superheroes... Spider-Man is the lamest. He's like right next to Captain America lame. Uh, Rom Space Knight would be the lamest. Anyway, we are here right now to do something unheard of. We have moved Mai Tai TV out of the television into your earballs. We are here. We are right now. This is Mai Tai Happy Hour! I'm here with Hambone. We also have a special guest. What's that? What's that noise I hear? Is that pure... Evil genius coming into the room. I think it's none other than the great curse, Ken Lucas. Thank you, my children. I am here. You, yes, you are. Yes, you are here, and we're so happy to have you. As always, psyched to be on the show again. Ken, the greatest thing ever is still the episode of uh, of My Thai TV we did when you were ghost. I don't remember what episode number that was, but to this day. I still get so much hate. So much hate. I read it sometimes. It's pretty shocking. But I mean, the things I've been called is absolutely... I, I mean, the things they want you to insert too. yourself. Yeah. People yeah. rip Hambone in that a lot, quite a bit. Uh, Hambone yeah. never chimes in, though, to save himself no. or anyone else. Well, look, in fairness, I just started tweeting again two weeks ago, so I will get around to fighting the trolls on YouTube. So we are here. We have switched format. We have gone to podcast format is podcast format a real thing we've moved to podcasting sure. because we've moved to audio this is what the kids today do we hear this is the way to reach millennials not one hour television shows on youtube where we get 25 viewers actually i think it was mostly so we could actually wear shorts while we do this because we had a no shorts policy on my Thai tv that's because you could see my balls <laughs> that was there was one incident yes there was so, what, today we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about The Defenders. We just all watched it. Ken, did you watch The Defenders? No. Ken, you are going to be useless today, aren't you? No, but I mean, I know who The Defenders are as far as comics are concerned, so we're, I probably could throw a little uh, way in. Yeah, I mean, we could pretend it's Voltron. the jaded old man, you know? <laughs> we are going to talk... Hambone's going to give us his top five favorite things about Gen Con, mostly involving the pony show he was involved in. I was, where, George, I was we, not involved in a pony show. We all know about you and your Pretty pony sure show. sure it was a donkey show anyway. It was not a donkey show. Hambone's also going to talk about his excursion to New York yesterday to go see Monster Squad, the anniversary edition at Alamo Drafthouse. Which was absolutely fantastic. And we're going to talk about, Ken and I will talk about our experience at NXT while... Hambone was at Gen Con. We went and saw TakeOver number three in Brooklyn, New York. TakeOver! And we are going to finally wrap up in a nice bow. Game of Thrones, the finale. I'm going to discuss what was good about it, what was bad about it. There will be spoilers, everybody. And uh, we're going to start things off today. We, so the biggest challenge we had with this was that we couldn't do a cocktail for you because... Well, we can't really make a cocktail for you when we're not on TV. We're trying to figure out ways of maybe going live streaming during the show so that you can see us make a cocktail. But instead, we're going to talk about our favorite cocktails of the week. Each week, we'll pick a different one. We'll say how it's made. If we can, we're going to have it here. And because we're coming to the end of summer, we're reaching up on Labor Day weekend. I thought a great thing to talk about would be the new, and maybe it's not new, but grilled cocktails. Have you heard about this, Hambo? I have not heard about grilled cocktails. I don't know. Again, I'm not sure what this is. I've discovered it from Huckberry. Huckberry is a men's uh, clothing. One of the 92 boxes that you subscribe to? Yeah. Well, no, but I do buy stuff from there. I buy watches from there. But Huckberry <laughs> sent out an email this week talking about the grilled pineapple old-fashioned. Oh, it's got pineapple in it? I'm listening. And I'm like, how do you make this? This sounds so cool. Well, this is how you make it. It's simple. It's two ounces of whiskey. It's two to three dashes of Angostura bitters and one brown sugar cube, one teaspoon of sugar. So first and foremost, let me just, for the listeners out there, remind you all that Headhunter's Lounge is a muddling establishment. We firmly believe in muddling. That actually sounds really delicious. So you just throw the pineapple on the grill? No, no, let's listen, let's listen. So you core a whole pineapple and char the inside with whiskey. So you put in whiskey and you light it up 
Like, just burn that thing out. Think of it as, like, 151 rum. Or a lemon heart if they ever actually get to our region. Yeah, and then uh, you grill the pineapple slices on the grill. So you fire up the barbie, put on some grilled slices so you're right there. And you add one slice back into the pineapple and add the cocktail ingredients. So then you grill the whole pineapple over a medium flame for five to seven minutes. This is not a fast cocktail. So it's not muddling. Wow. Five to seven minutes. While it's grilling, you char the outside of the pineapple for 15 to 20 seconds. There's a lot of fire, Ken. There's a lot of fire. Fire. You remove from grill. You let it rest for five minutes, kind of like pizza. Then you fine strain the contents into the service bottle. You pour two ounces of liquid into the mixing glass over ice. You stir until cold and strain over fresh ice. You garnish with a grilled pineapple slice. You live the life. That sounds like a life I want to be living this weekend. No, it's uh, it's raining outside, so we can't make this. I know. The hurricane's finally making its way in our direction. I'm lying. It's not raining outside. I'm just lazy, and there's a lot of mosquitoes. Well, there's that as well. I was, back. I was helping you dark. commit to the lie. So while we're drinking our cocktail, or pretending to drink our cocktail, or in Ken's case, doing slurpy noises instead of actually drinking a cocktail. So creepy. Last week, or was it the week before, Defenders came out. Yes, the it did. latest edition in the Marvel Universe on Netflix, uh, the Marvel Knights Universe, I believe. I could be wrong. And I I think I enjoyed it. What are your thoughts, Ambone? I had a lot of thoughts on it, actually. I will tell you that I was jazzed because there was actually more action in the first five minutes of The Defenders than there was in the entire series of Iron Fist. So for me, I was kind of nervous after seeing Iron Fist of how The Defenders was actually going to pan out. Uh, I was really stoked with how it did uh, because I thought it was a good mixing and melding of the characters. And also, I thought that everyone's kind of given Iron Fist a bad rap. They're calling him Danny Bland on the internet instead of Danny Rand. However, you know, I think for a character that's still finding his footing in that in that arena, he's definitely getting more of a chance than anyone else would because The Defenders, to me, was kind of like a half season for every Marvel Netflix show where they're moving along the plot of every show individually while they're doing the whole thing together and it took out all what would be filler episodes in individual seasons. Do you know what's really bland, Hambone? What? Your review of The Defenders. Oh, so, Georgie, I got two I, words for you. I watched... I, I just I just finished watching The Defenders. I did not watch Iron Fist. I... Don't. But you see, that's what everybody says. Everybody says, you don't need to watch Iron Fist. But the fact is, I have no idea who the bad guys are. I don't understand what the... Look, I don't understand what the point of what the bad guys... I think it was supposed to be life internal, but somehow they also got their heads cut off and all died. Well, that's how you kill the hand. You have to decapitate the hand to kill the hand. Yeah. No, 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 no. That didn't work for me. What I did love was Jessica Jones. I thought she was tremendous again. And if you haven't seen it, go back and watch the Jessica Jones series. The thing I hated the most about Daredevil Season 2 was the hand. And what did we get plenty of? Oh, you got all the hands. All the hands. In fact, now with Dare, between Daredevil Season 2, Iron Fist, and the Defenders, that's three seasons of the hand. Yeah. You know what I don't want to see any more of? Ninjas. Well, you know, you don't like ninjas. Like, I like with. pirates. You are a fan I of pirates. I love pirates. I love luchadors. I love anything but ninjas. Ninjas don't do it for me. I, I love ninjas in theory, but ninjas on Marvel universe, Cinematic Universe don't work. Well, you like ninjas like Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Yes, but he's not a ninja. He's white. He's a commando. He's a commando, but he, he trained from ninjas. He has a wolf. And he does have a wolf. So he, he mixes everything together. He did train with ninjas. He did train with ninjas. Him the and Storm Shadow. Had a weird bromance. Yeah. He had the tattoo. He had the tattoo. So I I, 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 I liked Defenders. I thought the action sequences were great. As always, the fight sequences were great. Luke Cage was kind of not his best performance. Well, Luke Cage, towards the end of Luke Cage, the series itself wasn't wasn't his best. I mean, the, the series, they ended up killing the wrong villain early in the series. Uh, I didn't think there was enough Luke Cage, to be honest with you, in the Defenders. That's my big gripe of the Defenders. Not enough Luke Cage. What I loved about the Defenders is that there was not enough Iron Fist. There was hardly any Iron Fist. Well, that, that's, that was smart on their part. Oh, I got a glowing hand. My glowing hand power. I hate on Iron Fist. I mean, I haven't seen the show, but he's a great character, and I think they uh, are probably fumbling. They, they are fumbling have... with him. And, and honestly, at this point, by the end of Defenders, they should have had him in some kind of costume. Uh, and they haven't had him in a costume yet. Have you seen the costume he wears in the comics? He looks like a moron. Well, at least it's a costume. 
I mean, it's from the 70s. It's from the 70s. Expect? He My, does karate in it. I mean, it's got to be loose fitting. There are three things I love about Daredevil. None of them are actually Daredevil. It's Karen. <laughs> it's Karen Page. It's Foggy, and it's the Punisher. How excited were you for Foggy's new haircut? Foggy's new haircut is so good. Like I was actually like, Foggy, you look good. You can tap that Karen Page ass right there. Well, he's Foggy's already got his own business. He's up in. Does he? He we does. He nah. talks about it every time it pops up. But it's not on air, so I don't believe it. And Karen's waiting for him. Her and her little hairy mole. <laughs> George. You know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. She does have a little hairy mole. I've been thinking that since True Blood. Jessica, baby Jessica and her little hairy mole. <laughs> we know you're a fan. We know you like them ginger girls, Hambone. Yeah, you know He's that's turning right. red. He's Irish. He likes them red. Oh, dude, don't don't let, ever let me get anywhere near Becky Lynch. That's all I'm saying. So, Defenders, what do you rate it? I give it a four out of five, and I'll tell you why. If they had made it a full 12 or 13 episode order, it really would have dragged the story out. I kind of felt like this story was all killer, no filler. wasn't perfect by any means. However, I enjoyed watching it, and I actually pretty much watched it in the course of a day. So, good show. I agree. I was afraid it's going to be another 12-episode series, which is what's hurt all the other shows. Usually around episode six, they start to drag. This didn't have the drag. I just didn't understand what they were doing. Can you explain to me what was the end goal of the bad guys? The end goal of the bad guys was to get back to Kunlun uh, because Sigourney... Uh, Kunlun? Kunlun. That's where Iron Fist is from. Kunlun. You the, see, so you have to watch Iron Fist to understand. Yeah, you don't really have to watch Iron Fist to understand. Here's what you do with Iron Fist. You go and you... We'll look it up on Wikipedia. Just read the synopsis. And that pretty much explains everything. Save yourself 13 hours of your life. You're not going to get back. Because Iron Fist is disappointing, and there's not enough karate action in it. I give it a three out of five. I thought it was okay. I like seeing everybody together. I like the idea of a super team, but the big bad was a little old lady and an Asian guy and some other dude, and a lot of heads getting cut off. Gourney Weaver was actually really good, and she was good. I will leave it at that, because I didn't call spoiler alert. Ken, are you going to watch Defenders? Probably not, because there's no real Defenders in it. I mean, Hawkeye's not in it. No Doctor Strange. Where's the Hulk? No Valkyrie. No Beast. Yeah, I mean, we could go. The list is pretty endless, but I don't remember. You know, maybe Iron Fist was in it in Power Man. When are they going to do Power Man and Iron Fist? See, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm hoping for Iron Fist Season 2 to be Power Man and Iron Fist. In fact, I don't know if you've seen some of the spoiler images leaked online. Uh, There's Misty Knight walking around with Luke Cage for Luke Cage Season 2, which kind of implies they're going the Heroes for Hire route, which is going to be awesome. Then they should do Damage Inc. or Damage Control. They actually were pitching that for ABC uh, for a little while. It got stalled in the water. Damage Control is my favorite miniseries ever. It was after Inferno, and I remember uh, they had they had to clean up Inferno because like Inferno had destroyed the Marvel universe. Pretty like, much, we got to clean up Inferno, and it was just these dudes walking around like trying to clean up after superheroes. Yeah, I can see why it lasted so many issues. So, Ken, what have you been up to lately? What have you been up to since last time we saw you, other than pretending you're Papa Emeritus 1.5? Um, well, I've been doing a lot of shows uh, with my uh, newly new-named business, Zombie Gentleman, which uh, has taken over for the name Hoarder Art. And uh, I think Zombie Gentleman has a much nicer connotation than Hoarder Art. Yeah, it has a better ring to it. Uh, you know, thanks, Ed Coleman, for kind of thinking of that one on the fly but anyway uh so i have a bunch of shows coming up uh right as of now i'm doing a show on september 16th uh in clinton new jersey it's called peg legs paracon and it uh, is like a paranormal convention that also has vendors and tours and ghost hunting and fun stuff like that and i will be at new jersey horror again at the end of september so what is the weirdest thing that you've seen at these conventions? Uh, other than the other vendors? Um, I mean, not much. Up to and <laughs> including the other vendors. <laughs> I mean, everything is, is, you know, if you're on the inside of this stuff and have done it for a while, nothing really seems that bizarre anymore. Uh, it probably seems really bizarre if you're on the outside and you see, you know, 101 people dressed like Superman or... Uh, I mean, I've seen people walking around in big armor. You see some scantily clad men and women. <laughs> hey, man, you got to flaunt it. You got to flaunt it. I agree. Have you seen anyone walking around with a cardboard box on their head yet? Just the cardboard box. Just the box. No adornments. 
Is that like a like a solid snake thing? I was, I was trying to ask you what that was because I've gone to a couple cons now and I've bumped into people who are just wearing a cardboard box, plain brown cardboard box on their head as if they were packing and moving their furniture. <laughs> I can't say I've seen that. My only guess that would be a reference to Metal Gear, but I can't imagine, if, unless they're looking at an eclipse, I can't imagine why they would wear a box on their head. It's the world's worst cosplay. I'd say it's terrible. So, Hambun, you just got back from Gen Con. I did just get back from Gen Con. What weirdos did you see there besides the people in your pony your pony play group? George, there was them? no pony play group. There was no pony party. I, when we moved you out of your house, I saw it's the weird little, like, the, the butt plug with the, the pony There's tail. There's no butt plug with the pony, George! What? You are a crazy person. It's okay. We all have our fetishes. George... That doesn't exist. There's, there's, there's no pony butt plug in this dojo. Do you? So you wear the leather, like the the harness. Do you wear the full thing? I'm more of a denim guy, George. God. Did George ride you? No, George did not ride me. I did not give up piggyback rides to anybody. I did a lot of walking. It's Gen Con. It's almost like walking to Mordor. You do so much walking. So besides the pony play, what else did you see? Tell me your five. I want to know your top five list of cool things you did besides pony playing. Top five favorite pro- ponies. Pony. Well, there's Fluttershy, um, Rainbow Dash. I, I don't know. Jesus, Ken. Uh, you know what? I played he the Apple. So embarrassed right now that we've outed his pony play. There's still pony play. Oh God, my mother listens to this. So, um, at post thirty one, I played the demo at the. Uh, USAopoly booth uh, for Mondo's Outpost 31, which is the... <laughs> which is the... Uh, right next to the ponies. The Thing the thing board game, which was excellent. Uh, they would not let you pre-order it there, which I was bummed about. However, if you played, they did give you a patch uh, for Outpost 31. Sweet. Which was too sweet. You guys you guys shamed me into returning my Outpost. I didn't shame you into returning I mean, it. I can go and buy you it You returned again. it? They really shamed me. They made fun of me. They're like, oh, you spent a fortune on a bad game. Leave me out of that. I did not shame you. Now your way into the board game club. I will never go to the board game club. You've been uh, openly invited and uh, even live streamed to be on the board game club. Yes, but uh, there is no open invitation on the group. All right, well, we'll fix that. doesn't matter. I really don't want to go and be shamed by you guys. Leave me. I did not shame you. We will come here. Leave me out of that. We will come here, and we will enjoy card games. Yes. So speaking of card games, one of the coolest things I saw, you have the uh, Bears versus Babies, uh, which is fun. So they were selling out there. That was a big hit there. They also had Exploding Kittens, and Exploding Kittens actually had a kiosk to buy the game, except it was a giant cat that you would push buttons on it it was a cat vending machine that did a lot of cute stuff i thought that was, was really this, cool was this before or after the cat play competition so is that where you were touching the cat george or was you, that for the ladies and you were just the ponies george the ponies george you know i'm allergic to cats don't okay, even play no problem so Exploding uh kins. they might be giants played which was awesome one of the best bands i've ever seen live with and, all the henry's too yeah they played at the uh, Luke Oil, uh, not actually look, not at the Luke Oil. Uh, they played at the uh, the Fieldhouse, which holds thousands of people. That's where they do Monday Night Raw. So they had almost six thousand people there to watch. They might be giants, and it, they had never been to Gen Con. They had no idea what Gen Con was, which I thought was kind of funny because they're, they might be giants. Oh God, I'm picturing them like, oh, we don't know what's going on here. Now comes Hambone, butt naked with his pony play outfit on. Gosh. <laughs> Oh, oh, I'm in the wrong room. I thought I was at the baby giant store. How many times do I got to tell you the party wolf is dead, George? Let him die. Uh, Patrick Rothfuss, who wrote uh, The Name of the Wind, he did a great evening with Patrick Rothfuss. I mean, there's a lot of great, besides game demos there, there's also a lot of great panels. So I saw his panel. I saw the panel for TSR with some of my favorite writers, uh, Tracy Hickman and James Lauder. And then I got to say, they did a great job because this is the 50th anniversary of Gen Con. So the original Gen Con took place in Horticultural Hall in Lake Geneva. So they actually replicated it inside the Look Oil Stadium and made a museum for the history of Gen Con, which I thought was... That's pretty cool, actually. It was pretty amazing. George Colazzo only lets me take one photo of him every vacation, so that was the one I got. I got a picture of him in front of Horticultural Hall, which is super. And you know what I'll tell you about Gen Con? Uh, I urge every one of my friends, uh, like you can, who game, to go there, because it's just four days of nonstop fun. And unlike New York Comic Con, they had over 200,000 people there 
over the course of four days, and it never once felt oppressive. Unless you're standing in line for the vendor hall at 10 o'clock on the dot, you'll never have people rubbing up against you. You'll never have people like shoulder to shoulder with you. There's still plenty of places to move because they they really do a great job uh, spreading it out through the Lookoil Stadium, the hotels, and the convention center itself, and a beer garden outside, which is awesome. So there's one thing you forgot to tell us about, and it has nothing to do with ponies. But I heard about a rumor about you out till two in the morning with tranny nurses at a tranny nurse party. It wasn't a tranny nurse party. It was an anime nurse party. A buddy of mine was working out. So me and George Calazzo went and there were some girls dressed as anime nurses. But when the costume contest happened for the hottest nurse, it ended up being a bunch of dudes dressed as nurses. However, there was an open bar and free food, so I couldn't complain. And just to, be, just to be clear, we have nothing against people, particularly men who dress up like sexy female nurses. We're cool with anything you do. It's just really funny when Hambone decides to stay out till 2 in the morning at a tranny nurse cosplay well, party. We were only there till 11 o'clock then. George and I went out to dinner the, outside of the anime nurse did party. you partake with any of the anime nurses i wore a nurse hat i couldn't fit in any of the dresses because i'm all sorts of big do you know what probably would have gotten you laid if you showed up in your pony play outfit there's no pony play outfit george jesus christ there's no pony play outfit by the way i want to tell the ladies Hambone's lost a lot of weight so they should know that Hambone is looking very slim He's very pretty He's avoiding avoiding anyone who's into like uh, crocheting, knitting, or crafts. Yes, no more crafty girls. No more crafty girls. Sorry, it happens. And if you're out there and you're not crafty, Hambone right here, super hot into <laughs> pony play. It's still pony play. So into pony play, it's perfectly <laughs> good. Sorry. Some people like feet. Some people like pony playing. Hambone <laughs> likes the tail in his butt. Anyhow, while you were at Pony Playing at at Gen Con, we, me, Ken, and a bunch of us went to NXT Brooklyn. We had amazing seats, seventh row off the floor, to see TakeOver, and I think it's safe to say, Ken, that was the best wrestling of the weekend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I saw bits and pieces of SummerSlam, but I think that's one of the best NXT events we've been to. Now, I didn't go with you boys and girls to uh, TakeOver 2, but... I feel like out of all the NXT shows we've seen, and we've seen Balor and all those guys down there, I feel like that was one of the best well-put-together events. This is my seventh NXT show in two years, including two takeovers. And I've got to say that uh, with the exception of the main event, though the surprise at the end was worth it, I thought this was the most well-rounded pay-per-view, one of the best, most well-rounded NXTs I've seen. I personally, my personal favorite... Excuse me, I'm belching already, and I'm not even drinking right now. Was the Johnny Gargano versus uh, Cien Almas match? It's a great Good match. match. Uh, that was incredible. I actually, my biggest disappointment. I actually thought the uh, Tommy and uh, uh, Alistair Black versus Hideo Tommy match would be better. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Ken? What was your favorite and least favorite match of the night? Um, I, I wouldn't say the Alistair Black was my least favorite. Um, but maybe it wasn't as strong as some of the other matches. Uh, I thought, you know, I really wanted to see Galloway and, I'm sorry, McIntyre and uh, Bobby Roode fight, and I thought that was a solid, well-put-together, like, veteran match. Those guys are veterans compared to the rest of that roster. But my favorite match of the night was not televised, and it was the British match. And that, that was match fantastic. Was phenomenal I to can... see those guys go at it. Like I was so excited to see that tag team match. When I heard Wolfgang's music hit, and I'm like, "Oh, the Brits are here!" I just felt bad for Hambo not being there. I yeah. know. I, I watched it on NXT. Pete uh, Dunne is a beast. He's a beast. So good. You're completely right. That was great. Uh, but I think we should say that Asuka versus Ember Moon tore the place up. I think that should have been the main event. And the only reason I think they had the main event be where it was was because they needed to do the run-in at the very end. What do I you agree. Think? I, I agree. I, I think agree. Uh, Ember Moon, uh, Asuka as well, probably should have been the main event. But... So I watched it back a few times to try to spot where I think she got hurt. And I think I figured it out. Uh, there was a spot that came before the eclipse where... The where Ember Moon did a double stomp onto Asuka and she hit and it looked like she hit her collar the wrong way coming down from the turnbuckle. And then 
when Ember Moon set her up for the eclipse, Asuka was standing there and like ready to take it. She looked stunned. So I think that's probably the point when it actually happened. She was kind of having that moment where she realized that she had broken her collarbone. That eclipse is nasty looking. As someone who has seen a dwarf lift up Greg Gethard and drop it on, on his head, shattering his collarbone in seventh grade. All I can say is that I think it's completely fake and they made this up. I don't think Asuka has a broken collarbone. I think they need to find an easy way to get her off and then give her a break for a so month. So it was her right side that was injured? I yeah. want to make sure of this it's because right when she gave up the belt on the NXT taping, she lifted her right arm without even flinching. So I, too, thought it was a work. There you go. Because there was, they're announcing that she's giving up the title, but she's lifting her right arm out. My niece broke her collarbone. Like, she couldn't move her arm for quite a bit. So, so I don't that, know. They're, they're kayfabing it pretty good, then. This dwarf, um, <laughs> who I'm friends with on Facebook recently, uh, big up, Steve Kohler, um, he, he, like... He dropped him. Like, he lifted him. He tried to pile drive for him, but didn't realize Greg was taller than him. Though at the time, Greg was also very short. So it's fair to say that we just didn't know they were of different strat- statures. Greg didn't hit puberty till like, sophomore year of college. Um, <laughs> dropped him so hard that his neck just, like, I thought his neck broke, but everything just popped. And it was, he was, he was broken. Like, we thought he had a broken neck. Uh, the other guy who did it was just, like... Fuck you, half man, and walked away, and um, and Greg <laughs> wow. was just left, just left there, and it was sad. That was my eighth grade, as the middle school, roughest school I've ever been to, beaten on a daily basis. Parents were brought in there because they thought my parents were beating me, but it's actually going to school in Essen Middle School. Yep, yep. What else are we talking about today? You how about learn? How about Monster Squad? So that's where you were at last night. So last night I went to the 30th anniversary screening of the Monster Squad at the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers. Uh, the cast of the Monster Squad: uh, Andre Gower, Ashley Bank, and uh, and Ryan Lambert. They've been doing a 17-day, 17 Alamo tour, showing the Monster Squad because it's the 30th anniversary. And it was fantastic. I mean, they did a Q&A after the show. They actually stayed around and signed anything you brought to them, took pictures with you. And everybody who was in the crowd that night actually got a poster from the Alamo Draft House autographed by all three cast members. So it was amazing. That's a nice treat. It was it was such a nice surprise. Did you go with Mike Kaltner or did you go with another crew? So uh, I drove with George Colazzo and then... Uh, Mike Kaltner went with the Caldwells and Sean Dillon, so we all met up there. Oh, Sean Dillon, how nice. Sean Dillon, yeah. He wouldn't take a picture with Ryan Lambert, though, because our friend Sean Dillon uh, is the spitting image of Rudy now from the Monster Squad, so we wanted to get a nice side-by-side photo, but Sean, of course, wasn't happy. He's the wolf, man. How is the Alamo Draft House in Yonkers versus the Alamo Draft House in Brooklyn? Uh, There's a parking lot. Okay, so it's just yeah, it's like super like fancy. The food's amazing. Super fancy. The food's amazing. The beer uh-huh. selection's amazing. I think the one in Brooklyn has the Empire State Building you could take a picture with. The one in Yonkers has the bomb from Strange Love with the cowboy hat that you can That's take a awesome. picture on. Other than that, you know, the service is amazing. The place, I, I think every theater there is 4K. So it's really, really awesome to see a movie there. Sounds great, looks great. Oh my god, I'm so upset right now. Why? You said 4K. Like seriously, I gotta say I've never recovered from when I couldn't no longer see the cigarette burns in the top corner of a movie. Like I feel film should be film. Like are there even projectionists anymore? I don't know. I want to get a projectionist on this show. I, I actually know, know someone. I can get someone. I know someone too. Someone who used to be one. Yeah, I knew someone who was a projectionist. But I, I want to know theater. someone now who is a projectionist. I could, I could work that out. Um, I want someone here to tell me what's like. Are they just playing a button in a DVD it's probably place? Probably a USB stick. <laughs> USB. A couple months back, we they went... Sent a, Universal sends a dongle. A couple years ago, we went and saw First Blood. They re-released it. And I was so excited. And I realized, oh, they're pressing play on a DVD. Right. And I'm just afraid that's what movies today are. Like, I remember going to the uh, the cinema on Bloomfield Avenue in, in Montclair. I'm blanking on the name right now. But, you know, I knew the guys who sat there and spliced the film together every week and, and would roll it. And Did you go see Hateful Eight with a 70 millimeter cut? No, because I don't, I just couldn't get around to seeing that. I, uh, I, I think the last movie I saw that 
I realized was really film was the first episode of Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. Fellowship of the Ring. I went with Allison. I went with Chris Gethard and Greg Gethard after his arm had healed up, his collarbone healed up in 20 years later. Um, we went and we were after watching it. College. We're watching it. It's Christmas Eve. We're at the Sony Theaters on in Wayne. And it's like the moment. It is like... I, Luke, I'm your father moment, whatever. There's that ending where it's like, oh my God, everything's going down right now. After and two hours of walking. All of a sudden, the screen just like, burns right there. Burns right there. Alice started having nightmares. She's like, all right, we're like, no, this isn't real world. And they're like, Hey guys, we can give you free tickets. Guy, come back tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. there's, there's 15 minutes left of the movie. No, we're gonna wait here. You're gonna flip the reels. Yeah, seriously. We're gonna finish the fucking movie. We're already a riot. Did they, they gave, finish the movie? Yes, they gave us free tickets. They flipped it from the one next door. They were able to flip the reels and and finish. They had to fast forward to the part of the movie. Oh, that's awesome. So you just see it go. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So have you ever had that happen to you? Uh, that's never happened to me. I've had the reel pop off. And go, whip, 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 whip. but never actually melted like it did uh, in Gremlins. I'll tell you though, if I had a couple million bucks, I would open up an Alamo Draft House tomorrow. Had a great experience there. You know, fun fact about the Monster Squad. You know, they did a Q and A. Uh, Mike actually asked a crazy question. He's like, "So, did they film multiple spit takes for your spit take? Was they just going for one spit take in the movie, or did they just try to ham?" I mean, he went, and everyone in the crowd lost it. When I finally got to the front of the line, I actually saw Johnny there. And he's like, oh, I wanted to ask him if he was smoking real cigarettes. So I went and I asked him. I was like, Rudy, were you smoking real cigarettes in the movie? And he gave me the nod. He's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, you can get away with a lot in the 80s. Now, I must say, Hamlin, you're a little too imp- inside baseball. You never set up for people what Monster Squad is, why anybody would like it, <laughs> like anything. It's called Google. Really? No, it's my favorite movie really? of all time. It's it a, a it's pop a great... culture, geek culture podcast, and you're not even explaining <laughs> Did we to watch people... it here outside? Yeah. We well, you guys I did watch it outside. I saw it for outside. the first time. You weren't there for that? I was not there for that. I just saw it for the first time a couple months ago. You think everyone knows what Monster Squad is. Can you tell us why anybody here should care about the stupid movie you met people at? First off, it's my favorite movie of all time. Secondly, it's an amazing kid adventure movie from the 80s. It's a band of friends who have a monster club who actually have to fight real monsters when they're trying to open up a void to unleash evil upon our world. There's a little girl in there who befriends Frankenstein. The Wolfman's got nards. It is awesome. Nards. What do you mean by nards? Like testicles? Like balls. Like pony playing balls. Oh, George. There's you no you notice stuff like that a lot, don't you? <laughs> you know, no. they castrate the ponies. Did, why would you? No. Unless it's like someone like you where they want to, you know. George. Build a stronger, better hand bone pony. You are such a fucking creep sometimes. I can't help it. I just can't help it. Well, I'm glad you're talking about Alamo Draft House. I have something for you. Guess what showed up in the mail this week? Ooh, what showed up in the mail? We've got, not mine, because God knows all ours broke. I've got your open edition, Cobalt Blue, Mondo Tea Alien Tiki Mug. That is so good looking. I gotta say, it's so much nicer looking than the Gremlin one. You know, you're right, the Gremlin one was kind of plain. Yes, because it wasn't by Tiki Farm. Oh, wow. Check out the check out the look on that. Look at the craftsmanship on this. This looks amazing. I love tiki mugs because we'll never actually drink a boot drink a drink out of this, but this is gonna look great on my tiki shelf. I actually just recently installed a tiki shelf at home. All my tiki's on display. And thank you for all the tiki's that you bought me, George. No problem. I would have gotten you more if I knew you collected them up before a year ago. It's okay. You're a creep. You're still a good friend. So that is an awesome mug. That's uh, awesome. From what I hear, they sent us an email seeing all the super limited edition black and silver ones. All the can you, ah, with the bubble wrap. Well, that's how they know I'm opening it on air, not just going, "Oh my God, it's something that's nice." And I'm not kayfabing it. I'm actually opening this box on air. He opened it. <laughs> Ken was a witness. So the 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 super limited one I'm getting, the the uh, glaze cracked on every single one. Oh, that's terrible. So I think they're redoing them. Hopefully, I'll get mine soon. I really would like my alien mug, Mondo. Please, please. I'm really excited for the next one they're coming out with the Iron Giant Tiki. So we've got a little bit of time here. Filling an hour is not that easy, but we're calling this Mai Tai Happy Hour, so I think we need to. Well, I mean, technically a happy hour is three to four hours, but you know. So in in the meantime, you are going to open a box. 
Okay, so wait a second. You, you a minute ago just shamed me for opening up a box, and you're going to have me open up a box. Make up your mind, man! Can you stop with the... Do you realize how bad you're screwing up our, our thing? Hold on, don't open yet. Don't open yet. We're going to... We're going to... We're gonna make this. Gotta get a photo. You no, know, no. We're gonna put this on. Uh, you are you are just touching everything. Marvel. We're gonna put this on Facebook Live. So we're gonna do this on the Cult of George. So while you're doing it, do those Mondo Tiki mugs? Do they make a limited amount, or they? They do make a limited amount. So what they do is they make one for the Alamo Draft House, which I'm seeing now a pattern. They're like a brownish color. Then they make a couple that are alternate colors like i got the green one uh and then the, george got a different gremlin tiki actually Gren, he got that one for mondo because he only did three and then josh goldfarb got a candy stripe gremlin and then they like do like cane. probably like a hundred of each or maybe 200 of like the you know more common color and like a hundred of the candy stripe or... yeah yeah it's it, it they're they're limited you know there's one that's gonna always be a chase yeah, uh, and but, they sell out super but fast. But what sucked was they made it seem like it was going to be super limited. The ones that were going to be at the Alamo Draft House, and I went out of my way to go to a movie to see it, and then they released more super limited edition ones, even better ones, through the internet, which pissed me off. Yeah, and then I went to Alamo Draft House last night, and they had them for sale there. And, and that, Alamo's fun. Yeah, but you know, for someone like me who actually just loves to collect stuff, that was a little disappointing. You, you love to collect stuff. You don't say. We're actually sitting in a room. You can't full see it. Full of collectibles. Full of collectibles. Full of books. Full of pop figures. Full of little mini Young Bucks figures. There's guitars. Luchador masks. Oh, is that so, Taz and the Repo Man too? No, that's uh, the villain. You oh, know, speak, the villain, speak, Marty speaking Skrull. of the villain, yeah. I wore my villain club shirt at Gen Con. I got no less than ten two sweets. That's pretty awesome. Anyone you know, I wore shirt? my new Adam Cole Bay Bay. Bay Bay. Uh, with the Obey looking shirt. Wow. And only about four guys, like people saw it, but I don't think they knew what it was. It's like, dude, Adam Cole's going to be at NXT tonight. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah. Everyone knew who he was, obviously. Yeah. Because the crowd, like, you know, squealed that. But anyway. So many Bullet Club t-shirts. At I didn't get a lot Gen of two Con. suites, but I, I got a few and that's what counts. I walked into the hotel and the guy behind the counter, he's like, I am about to steal your shirt from you. Got really nice treatment whoop, because I was wearing a bullet club. Yeah, that's that he's that's what he said. I got really nice treatment at the hotel because I wore a bullet club shirt. So, Hamill, are you gonna be unboxing this box or what? So we are gonna be unboxing this box. You were typing. I thought you were doing a full description. I was just having a side conversation with Ken. So this is the new Marvel Funko box. It's a Thor box. Which uh, is it a Thor box or an Avengers box? Oh no, I think it's a Thor. I think it's a Thor Ragnarok box. Uh, no, it seems to be an Avengers box because the patch. Is Steve Rogers Captain America with a diamond-shaped shield, which I think is pretty cool looking. All right, the pin. Oh, this is cool. A Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's the classic Nick Fury, not the Sam Jackson Nick Fury. Can you see that? Both are good, but I prefer ah. the classic. Yeah, it's it's got the stripes in the back. It just looks really great. I really like the classic, like, Ditko style, everything stripey. So this is... A nice little thing for Thor Ragnarok and what comes inside the box. The t-shirt this month is actually pretty cool. It is... Let's pop this open here. It is the cover of The Incredible Hulk, but it's done, of course, with pop figures. I, I, I hate these shirts. I've said that before, right? I know, but this one's actually pretty cool. I'm not a fan of the ones that look like pops. And look, I mean, and I wonder if they're ever going to actually make a pop... Bruce Banner, mm. right? Mm. So this box has two pops in it. Uh, you have the exclusive Iron Man Tales of Suspense figure. Oh. Which, that, that is actually cool. Which is actually pretty cool. And you have a Vision from Avengers 57. Pretty neat. He's oh, wearing so, that classic so that's outfit. Like, turn it a little more this way just because it's a little... Yeah, give us a full 360 view there, Hambone. And you can uh, see the comic cover on the back. Looks pretty awesome. I wish we were live streaming from your pony play thing. I'm not, I'm not even going to make sound. Donkey show. Donkey show. It is not a donkey. Have you ever been to a donkey show? I've never been to a donkey show. Anything is a couple in there? No, the that's it. Empty. It's a pretty scant box, I have to say. So the live streaming, we're going to try to do it through on the Cult of George uh, fan page, where we'll be hosting all the... All these episodes, we're gonna have all the back catalog of My Tai TV episodes, which you should check out. Hambone, you ready to go back to just the the, the, the earballs? Yes, just the earballs. You are so sexy today. Did you know you're gonna be live? 
No, I did not know I was going to be live. That's why I wore a hat and a t-shirt and not a Hawaiian or comb my hair. That's because I, I thought the fun of radio was that no one actually sees your face. Yeah, well, nobody can see me. <sighs> they can see you. Don't you John Cena me, George? They can see him now. They see him now. Okay, so we unboxed something. Now we're going to talk about something that's very, very near to my heart. Dear to my heart. That's, that's getting a bad rap this week. It's been a terrible, terrible couple weeks for Tiki Torches. Oh, bro. It's, it's been, been a rough. terrible story. It's been a terrible time for Tiki Torches. It's been so rough. I felt so bad. Like when I saw those horrible, and I want to make it very clear, horrible, horrible dredges of society, those neo-Nazi scum bastards. Scum fuck assholes. Going out there. Taking those tiki torches, because they don't have the balls to like even like make their own torches. They've got to use our Centrella candles for the god of tiki. For the god of tiki, the thing that keeps the mosquitoes away. Citronella. And, and, and I mean, as far as bad advertising, like that's as bad as it gets, right? Well, you know, the, I, think the tiki, I think the tiki torch company got on Twitter right away and was like, yo, they're not ours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't endorse this. No, and I, 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 I think I read somewhere that like they're just not doing well right now. Uh, well, I mean, how, how could you? Because you, you think that the people who have seen this go down, which was just a terrible, terrible event from front to back, these racist assholes walking around with tiki torches, that they bought it when they got them at Home Depot? Like, So right now, uh, top story in the New York Times, tarnished by Charlottesville, tiki torch company tries to move on. It's a photo of these, these, these... Horrible, horrible human beings ruining the Tiki Torch name uh, as images streamed out of Charlottesville this month showing white nationalists protesting the removal of a statue of Robert E. Lee. Not white nationalists, they're Nazis. Many could not help noticing the product illuminating the faces twisted into sneers of hate. Tiki Torches. It's terrible. Those innocuous bamboo beacons produced by Tiki Brand, a 60-year-old company, and known primarily for their presence at family barbecues, poolside cabanas, lush resort grounds, and Pacific Island-themed restaurants were now lighting the way for racists. Like, this is... I'm getting verklempt. I'm getting... I'm getting... Right now, this is hurting me. I have a backyard full of tiki torches. Yeah. Like, we love the tiki torch. We just want to say right here, right now, that we fully support tiki brand, and we are there to make you look good again. Any way we can. I am all for going to, like, anti-Nazi parades and carrying tiki torches. I'm, I'm raising my eyebrow right now because I'm, I'm not sure how that's we actually going to work. We should go to gay pride parades with them. We should go places that would make... Uh, I hate think to you're going to send a bad I, message. I, I hate to say this, but I, I think the best thing that Tiki Torch Company can do is just kind of go quiet a little bit and, and just let it blow over. No, no, no. no. I think they you should, should come up with a new torch, like flamingo torches. Like a, like a, a rainbow torch. Rainbow see, torch. See, right there, that's a better move. Like, hey, we're taking, we're taking back honestly, the Tiki Torch. Wait, wait, wait. Are you trying to say that just because we are white males that we will somehow maybe connote a different thing if we show up to, like, a place... Oh, yeah, I guess that might be a bad Are idea. you seeing it now? I think I'm seeing it now. It took you a little while to get there, I, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I wanted to go Frankenstein villager on somebody, I would have wrapped a twig in, in a gasoline-soaked rag. I, yeah. I, I think we should. I think we should just, we need to reclaim the Tiki Torch. We, yeah, and, and we could do weirdos. it. For weirdos. For weirdos. I, think you I mean, because that's, I mean, that's, that, you know, if you go to luau's, you go to... You go to any kind of party, like there's tiki torches. And I think it's, it should be reinvented, maybe like a coconut torch. You know, the best thing they could probably do is just kind of be quiet about it for a little bit and just let it blow over. Charlottesville is still fresh on a lot of people's, on everyone's minds. Uh, it's it's been a been a rough summer. So you're telling me the tiki branch should just roll over? Just play, be quiet a little bit because play what? Because because if any white person shows up to anything with a tiki torch, what it's it doesn't it doesn't end well. And to quote the Tiki Company, we do not support their message, or in this case, we're you being the, the neo-Nazis, or the use of products in this way. It said, our products are designed to enhance backyard gather gatherings and to help family and friends connect with each other at home in their yards, getting rid of mosquitoes, 
You know, this is, this is, we need tiki torches in our lives, guys. And I, I say, we need to just say, nay, neo-Nazis, you cannot take our tiki torches. If you see a Nazi with tiki torches, you rip it out of their hand. You say, this is my centronella. You can get mosquito bites. You cannot have tiki torches. You shall suffer. We shall win. Tiki torches will rule the world. Tiki torches for everybody. Tiki I would tell you to burn Friendly backyard the, parties uh, with families. I would tell you to burn them with a tiki torch. Probably. Yeah, wow. So bothered by this. I'm Fight so fire with fire. Yeah. yeah, so the tiki torches were probably just a matter of convenience, said Joan Donovan, lead researcher in media manipulation at the Research Institute Data. That's some lazy protesting. Who studies, That's some real lazy protesting. Who studies hate groups and white supremacists. Torch have, torches have long been associated with the Ku Klux Klan, but those used in the past were far more likely to be homemade. In many cases, though, these extremists and other members of the far right will latch onto brands that are already stirring controversy as a way to ride the wave of, pop- of, pop- of publicity. Um, just like last year when someone said New Balance is the official shoes of white people. Oh, yeah, and the OK sign is no longer, like, it's, it's, it's no longer the OK sign. I just want to be known that as, as a middle-aged white male that I am cool with everybody using tiki torches. You're black, you're white, you're gay, you're straight, you're purple, you're into pony play. You want to take that tiki torch and stick it where the sun don't shine? I'm okay with it, Hambone. I'm okay with it. Tiki torches for everybody. New balance shoes for everybody. Okay for everybody. I believe in love, happiness, respect, and torches. There's better sneakers than New Balance. I only wear Adidas and Converse. I don't wear New Balance, I'll tell you that. I'm currently wearing a pair of like $20... uh... Payless Airwalk knockoffs, which are actually surprisingly comfortable. Hampone actually wears steel horseshoe shoes. Jesus Christ. Nailed right into those little pony paws. George. Right into the pony paws. You're silly. So we, we, we held this to the last towards the end, but we've decided that we're going to do one more unboxing. Are you ready, Hambone? There's another Woo-hoo! box? There's another box. Always another box. Yeah. So Ken, oh, yeah. Ken, oh, yeah. Ken, what kind of artwork are you doing lately? Um, that's what's, a good what, question. What's your What's your favorite thing that you're drawing now? Uh, right now I'm just uh, well, I'm working on a commission. Uh, spray some spray paint art. Uh, it is uh Michael Myers uh from the first Halloween coming out of the closet. Uh, someone requested that. Well, he's he's going into the closet to get Laurie Strode. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea here. <laughs> I'm not alluding to no, any that, underlying fan- storyline. That would be a fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it probably fan would art. be because then maybe you know who knows. Yeah. Uh, it's, he's it's getting revenge, or, but he, he's or, going into the closet actually or, uh, to or, go after her. Or it's a. Um, it'd be great if it was a, a R. Kelly themed Halloween. You know that that I'm surprised Ooh. I haven't seen that yet. Where you have R. Kelly trapped in the closet and Michael Myers on the other side of the closet. Oh, but you know, but as I say it out loud, it seems like it would, it would not really go over well. Yeah, there'd yeah. be a whole pee thing too. Yeah, so, the whole pee thing. Damn it. Anyway. All right, so we have the Dude, latest box tees. from Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, who are having a sale this weekend? No, 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 no. no. Start over again. We, we, I didn't hit record. I now hit record. You can go. You're live now. So we're unboxing the new box from Pro Wrestling Tees, uh, and they're actually having a sale this weekend. Ooh. And pro, uh, part of what they make this weekend, they're going to donate to uh, people who are in trouble in Houston, which I think is great. That's awesome. So the new Pro Wrestling Tees, this is one of my favorite boxes that are out in the wild right now. It's a heels crate, which I think is pretty cool. So what I'm going to do is first open... And heels, for those that do not know, are what, Hambone? They are the bad guy wrestlers, who there aren't too many of them anymore. Girls. So we have some autographs right here. Oh, God. We've got Jim Cornette. Your favorite. He's your favorite. He's your favorite. Right now he's running GFW. Oh. On television. God bless. Uh, Papa Shango. Nice. The Godfather. You, you've, you know, every box you get like what, two autographs? It's, it's amazing. I, I'm, I'm digging this. Just so you know, none of these boxes sponsor us, but they probably should now that we're yeah. an official podcast. The top shirt looks like a winner. The top shirt is a CM Punk pipe bomb shirt. Oh. So what's the chance of CM Punk coming to New Japan? Uh, probably very good now that Conor McGregor actually went 10 rounds against Mayweather. He can never go back to UFC. What did you think of the fight, Hambone? Uh, I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good fight. I was not surprised that Conor McGregor got gassed out. Uh, I'm really happy that he was able to last longer than he did. However, you know, he is probably one of the greatest wrestling promoters I've ever seen because he put asses in seats for that fight. 
I was shocked that they went 10 rounds, but I guess I shouldn't have been. Well, you know, Mayweather said from the beginning that's what he was going to do. He's like, I'm just going to let him get gas. I'm going to knock him out. And he did. The uh, pin you have is The Elite, which is one of my the favorite shows elite, to the, watch the on elite, YouTube. The Elite. So check the, that out on YouTube, elite. being The Elite. We have Talk, Steen Talk, a Kevin Steen interview, oh, which okay. should be pretty good. Also, a.k.a. Kevin Owens. There you go. We also have the figure this month is Big Van Vader, which is one of the new micro brawler figures. They need to get him in the Hall of Fame before he kicks it. He definitely needs to go in the Hall of Fame before he ultimately he's dies. He's almost dead. Yeah, he's is having he health dead? problems. I, I, I heard they walked that back. No, Neon Rick Flair White. walked it back. He walked back. He's alive. Oh, cool. So you get 10% off pro wrestling tees, which is pretty fun. Right, 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 right. We'll give that that's to every month. Yeah, Ooh, give it to that's so nice. Thank Kids you. Get stack it, though. So there are two last things in here, and I think they are both equally awesome because one is for Roddy Piper, and it is Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass. That is awesome. Nice. Which is super, super cool. And we have a great oven mitt here for Latino Heat. That is great. That is awesome. Now, I hope it's not like the Thanos uh, mitt that came with Loot Crate, which got recalled it, it, because it, you can't... there's a sticker on there that says it. For display purpose. Oh, there you go. Display purposes only use at your own risk. Wish they did that with Thanos. Latino heat. He was great, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. So the last thing we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about our... What made that noise? Not me. I'll mess this off. Was that Alexa or something? That's weird. That's super weird. Alexa's talking to you. It's it, it happens sometimes. Uh, let's just give it. We got nine minutes left on the clock. We're gonna spend five minutes of that. Let's just talk about Game of Thrones. Ken, nothing. No. <laughs> Game of Thrones finale. I thought made up for a lackluster season. See, I I thought the opposite. I thought the the season was actually overall pretty good. And. and Everyone is bitching uh, left and right about it, and I just want to remind everyone, it's a fantasy show. It's a fantasy show that used to be very well-paced, that used to be very well-written, that used to have a lot of conviction, thought, and heart in its characters, and two seasons ago decided to turn into a TV show. Well, because two seasons ago they ran out of actual books to take the stories from so they had to become a tv show so going forward we're just gonna say spoiler alert spoiler alert is that the sound that's the sound all right and uh, anything going forward you can like switch off now or come back in five minutes go blah, 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 blah. uh regardless should have watched it by now uh but we might not even spoil anything i just want you to know that just real talk yeah game of thrones used to be an amazing adaptation of amazing books right but they ran out of books what is it today it's a tv show based on fan fiction Boom. Pipe bomb dropped. Boom. Well, Boom. Right there. Dropping bottles. Was it fan fiction? Thank God you capped that water bottle, George. Well, you know, but it's a fucking fantasy show. In the end of the day, people are going to either bitch for one or two reasons. One, because they have to wait umpteen years for Jane, uh, for R.R. Martin to get off his ass and finish a goddamn book. Or they're going to bitch because, oh, things are moving too fast. The crow flies too fast. Well, guess fucking what? You gotta wrap up the story. It's a raven, not a crow. Whatever. Did R.R. Martin not write this last two he, seasons? He, no. He he's allegedly still working on the next book. And he will ne he's never going to folks. And that's he is never gonna finish the series. And that's the worst part is that now these shitty two seasons are canon. Well, because because that's what you get. Either you get no end and no resolution to any of the story, or you get a story. Because guess what, folks? No spoilers here. You will never see George R.R. R. Martin finish the Game of Thrones series. Oh, he's always at baseball games. That's he's, he's, he's made his money. He's hanging out. Writing is hard. Now he gets paid to just hang out and hang out. Dude's retired. What did you think about the sex scene? Oh, God, that was so awkward. Especially once you figured out what was actually happening. But then again, I think it's Game of Thrones. So, like, you know, he's fucking his aunt. Jamie Lannister fucked his sister. It's. I mean, the only thing weirder would be if they were dressed up as ponies. See, what did you see today that got you on this pony play thing? Like, it, I, I was that on, what you I, were like I, beating I, off to this morning? Went, like, how does I, it work? I went on Gen Con's website and saw that was actually one of the things they had going on during the event. Well, you know what's wonderful about Gen Con? It's inclusive to everybody. So that's good for good for the people that's who are into awesome. pony play. You've got a place where you're accepted. 
and everyone loves you. So Game of Thrones, I thought the finale was great. I mean, the reveal at the end uh, at work, my 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 buddy Andrew was like, "Who do you think's gonna die?" And I'm like, "I think the wall's going down." No, that the wall's gonna go down, but the wall's it's got to be epic when the wall goes down. The wall went down. Oh, you know what I'm thinking? The mountain. My brain. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> dude. Yeah, the wall did go down. Pull the pull pull the tail out of your butt. Like, the wall Christ went Christ. down. Do you think the ginger died uh, when the wall went down? I think the ginger died, but that's a horrible death for him. I don't know how he would have survived. If he did, it's lame, just like when Jamie Lannister dodged dragon flames two episodes ago. Well, his buddy tackled him and it's like, yep, guess what? I'm done. Give me a castle. Uh, I really was excited to see Littlefinger finally die. I've been waiting ye- literally years to watch that dude's throat get slit. But did it bother you how he died? No. Like, didn't you think it was cheesy television writing to have, like, the fake outs like oh what are you doing with the masks oh where'd you get that leather oh we're gonna sew oh 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 peter bellish it's you all along no they 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 built it they built it up to the right point mayor tancredi we knew it was you we knew you were the one responsible for everything they they built it up to the right spot and then they made the quick turn when you thought she was gonna be going after aria and then she went for baelish ken when are you gonna start watching game of thrones never you guys watching twin peaks uh, Twin nope. Peaks, I, I everybody tells me not to watch it, and then Steve Blay says it's all, like, let up to something awesome, but then I keep hearing people going, yeah, we watched 12 episodes, nothing happened, and I'm like, that makes it a tough sell on me. Well, it's just a really artsy David Lynch thing. I mean, I love it, but uh, it's, you know, if you're going into it expecting a sequel to a 1990 show, you're not going to get that. What you're going to get is something crazy from the mind of David Lynch. Got my stamp of approval. I will definitely check it out. Uh, so you think, is it over? Uh, it's got uh, the season finale, which is a, like a two-hour uh, season finale coming up this Sunday, I believe. Okay. I mean, look, I, I'm willing to check it out. Uh, I, I Are you a fan of Ambone? Uh, I'm going to watch it eventually. I, I was never a big enough fan of Twin Peaks that I was like, oh, I have to watch this. And then I, I saw that uh, Michael Sarah was in it, and I immediately checked out. I've, I've <laughs> he was in it for like five minutes. It doesn't matter. That was a headline that day, and I was like, nope. I've never seen the first two Tim Twin Peaks, so I kind of would have to go in hard if I were to watch it. All right. Well, if you're not fans, uh, we'll just leave it at that. It, it, it's, it's perfectly great. So, what's your favorite thing you love this weekend? Um, I really love this last episode of Twin Peaks. That's what I love this week. Episode 16. Two more episodes left, people. And everything that most of us wanted to see all season happened in episode 16. Are they going to bring it back? I don't think uh, anyone's going to let David Lynch make another Twin Peaks. Hand so bone. hopefully he ends the series. Uh, my favorite thing this week is The Tick on Amazon. The season finally dropped. However, they cheated us because they did a 10-episode season. They only released the first six episodes. We have to wait sometime later this year to get the last four. However, I will tell you, I love The Tick. Ben Edlund is writing this. He's got his hands all over it, and it feels like a really true and good adaptation of The Tick. So I highly recommend that. Go binge it this week. So last week, I went and saw The Coffin Cats. So jealous. We have not seen The Coffin Cats since we saw them at that weird like car show in the middle of nowhere. When which I was hungover on my birthday. They like came in from Detroit for like one day thing. Uh, saw them. They're doing great. Uh, they're fantastic. They had a pretty well-packed show at, at uh, Knitting Factory. Nice. They did a great set, about an hour and a half long. They killed it. Uh, I picked up, the thing I love this week, though, is their new album, Party Time in the End Times. This came out a while back, but it wasn't streaming, and it hasn't been released on vinyl yet, even though it's kind of funny because there's a side one, side two on the track listing on the back. <laughs> so clearly they meant for it to be on vinyl. They're working on it. I talked to them. But the album is very, very good. Songs like Witch in the Woods, we saw live, was fantastic. Love Dark World, Love Until the Sun Explodes, Love Nasty Weather. This is like Ken Lucas music right here if this was techno. But it's not techno, it's Psychobilly. Yeah, it's like I listen to like tons of stuff, including, anyway. So I, I absolutely love it. It's on Coffin Cat Records. You can get it at, uh, I think their website is coffincatsrock.com. If they come around your town, you should check them out. I know they're coming back around... I think they said they're coming back around later this year with um, Guttermouth, and they're going to play in New York, which I thought was a little <laughs> weird. Guttermouth's still a thing? Yeah, I told them, I'm like, hey guys, you know Guttermouth? I know you guys are younger than me. Like, they had, they peaked with Musical Monkey, and that was the end of them. 
that was a long like, time ago. Like, play with Horton Heat or... Uh, I, I, I don't know. I like it when Psycho Billy Band play with other than just Psycho Billy Bands. But Cut Our Mouth, We Are Dig will be back again later in the year or next, early next year with Goddamn Gallows. They'll Fun. be headlining. They'll be awesome. How can they reach you, Hambone? Well, I'm actually tweeting now, so you could get me on Twitter at Hambreaker. Uh, you could also check out uh, my other podcast, uh, The Beer Holder. We may do it again someday. We may not. Hit me up on Twitter, at Handbreaker. I'll actually respond to your tweets. Ken? Uh, you can find me just about on everything at Curse, K-U-R-S-S-E. And uh, I also show up on Unwinnable's Office of the General Counsel podcast with the delightful Ed Coleman. My name is George. You can reach me at cultofgeorge.com. I am at GLK Creative on Instagram. I'm at GLK Creative on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm everywhere. Check out Cult of George for your latest weird, wacky news. I will finish that Iron Maiden article very soon. That's where this podcast can be hosted going forward. We're going to try to do it weekly. We're going to do what we can. We're going to have Hambone on a leash. We're going to be doing it remote if we need to. We're going to have artists. We're going to have live feeds. We're going to have 68 Mathematics in a week or two. Hopefully Woo! do an acoustic set right in this room. They don't know it yet, but I'm going to ask them. Hopefully Alana's really cool. Um, they got an album coming in. We, yeah, that's why we're going to do this. And they're doing a show. We are going to do this. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get some people. I just really, really want this to be an old school, fun, punk rock, pop culture podcast for everybody. Again, this is George. That's Hambone. That's Ken. Ken may never come back. I don't know. We don't really like him too much, but we pretend to because he's interesting and has a nice voice. He's sitting right there. I am George. Enjoy. Take us out, Hambone. Be nice, everybody. Aloha. Aloha.